0: Hi, I'm Mary Kathleen Scott, the artist and printmaker behind Breadcrumbs Studio and the voice here at Discovering Breadcrumbs. My encouragement and thoughts to begin your creative day. This is a part of the Cultivate Project, a once a month project where I explore mindsets and practices we can cultivate and nurture to bring more care to ourselves and of course to others. And for a short time. The daydream collection is available as an art print or as notebooks, but they're only available until February 15th, 2022. After that, I'm moving on to the next month's cultivation project. And this month, we are talking all about daydreaming. Something I'm so excited to talk about because it is one of my favorite things to do. Uh, admittedly. (laughs) I'm not sure if I should admit that, but yes, it is one of my favorite things to do and it comes very easily and naturally for me. So I also want to be aware that it may not come naturally for you or it may feel weird, but I want to encourage you. You've got to try it out because I never come out of a daydream in a bad mood or with anxiety or feeling sunk or like I wasted time. I always come out inspired and active and excited and ready to take on and start planning. So if you're here to listen, go ahead and keep on listening or you can click click the link in the show notes below to see the collection. Let's get started. So, what was I doing before I started? Walking down this path of becoming a working artist. I am still walking down that path and trying out new things, which I'm gonna get to in a minute. But I would have to say that this is a question that is really good. Because I would say, immediately, that I was wandering around. But that's not true. In fact, I made a post on it about my life before and how it felt like I was wandering. It's not that simple though because I think my teaching career meant something. And I think working for my husband meant something. And I think any path we take, we can always pull from to inform our futures. But there's a time that I actually did literally feel like I was wandering around. And several summers ago, my family and I went to the beach for an extended vacation. I was enjoying every minute of it and as the vacation came to its last few days, my dad and I were sitting on the porch overlooking the beach and as we always did in the morning and he made the comment that he had enjoyed the stay but he was really ready to get back home and back to work. He was inspired and he had so many things he wanted to get started on or things he wanted to get back to. He had a whole notebook full of stuff that he had written down. And I sat there for a moment listening to him, excited for him, but I really, I got this feeling in my stomach that it was a a, a despair, a dread, because I knew what he was talking about, but I totally had the opposite feeling. And it came out of my mouth at that moment, and I didn't want to squash his excitement, but I just said, I don't want to go back. And he asked me why, and I tried to verbalize what it was, and that ended up coming out something like I had nothing to go back to um of course I have my family and I have um a great life with them but there was no purpose I felt like I needed to go back to and his response was one of understanding he had been there before and he said you are in the wilderness I've been there too and he proceeded to tell me his experiences with the wilderness. Then he explained I needed to trust God in this time and to search him out. You see, at this time, it was basically, I had no purpose, literally. I felt like I had no purpose. Maybe I did have a purpose, but I felt like I had no purpose. My life was just wasting away with the daily doldrums, and there was no action being made to better anything. I wasn't making the world a better place. Maybe I was making my kids. Uh, world a better place um in my husband's but it wasn't satisfying It, it was much it was a much deeper problem than just the outward daily things and I felt like every time I tried to take steps towards an action I felt like it it gave me purpose to take those steps but then suddenly those steps got thrown out the window and my plans were gone and squashed And if I made new plans or started back up again to try and create a purpose, um, to try and grow an idea, the plans fell through again. And life kept happening and my plans weren't a part of that life. I felt like God basically had nothing special for me. And because my plans kept falling through, it just wasn't meant to be. And those words I think I've said so many times in my head. It just wasn't meant to be. But sometimes life gets in the way, like in the way life gets in the way, like the bigger things get in the way is what I'm trying to say. For me, it was things like cancer. Um, that was a huge thing that squashed so many of my plans. I had in fact made a huge wall of plans that I had literally posted up on the wall and cancer happened. Then of course I got through that, but it's also meant since then a lot of all smaller things, like after school activities and homework and cleaning the house, you know, all the things that you can add up when you have kids. Um, And if you don't, if you don't know, (laughs) if you don't have kids, just pretend to imagine your life with all its tiny little obstacles and then multiply that times the number of kids you have. So I was stuck in this hamster wheel of everyday life, which included nothing that inspired me. Nothing that got me jumping out of bed or excited to start a new day. It was just the same new day. It may sound like I was depressed, but I don't think I was. Um, Instead, it was just a day after day business. And only when I was taken out of it while on vacation did I realize I was stuck and not enjoying the day-to-day business. Oh, my friend, have you ever felt this way? Stuck on a hamster wheel watching life go by, wondering when you'll be able to make your plans happen, or wondering when it's your turn, or wondering how you can make it slow down, how you can make it happen. If you think you might be there, I see you. I know where you are. I want you to know this is okay. And you know what? Recognizing that's where you are is even better because you have a little bit of work to do and now you can get started. Today I've learned through my experience in this wilderness time that number one, my plans do matter and I want to express that to you. Your plans matter. But it's up to you, it's up to me and only me and only you to make them matter. And The number two thing I realized was that I had to start daydreaming. I had to start dreaming about the life I actually wanted. What would get me inspired to get up in the morning? What would get me moving? What would get me excited about every single day that came out? What did I want? Who did I want to be? Where did I want to be? What did I want to do? Once I started daydreaming and asking myself these questions and picking and choosing and saying, what if, I realized a lot of those plans I had made, I actually didn't want. (laughs) That was a drop. Some of them I did probably want, Um, and that's important because I think I've carried over some of those things, but I let go of the ones that didn't matter, and it made room for the ones that do. Daydreaming allowed me to get to know myself better, for sure, and paying attention to those daydreams gave me insight into who I am and who I want to be. So once I figured out through my daydreams who I wanted to be, I started trying things out and noticing what gave me energy, what inspired me, what got me excited to get out of bed, what got me excited to start a new day, what got me excited on Sunday for Monday. How many times have you felt like you did not want Monday to happen and Sunday was horrible? So using those things as signposts, I started making plans, but more importantly, I'm making those plans and making them matter, all because I've been inspired. And your inspiration, your vision, and your plans are more important than all the things on the hamster wheel. Later, I'm going to talk about prioritizing, but right now we're back to daydreaming. That's right. Working into your schedule and making a priority, not only your plans, but first and most importantly is daydreaming. So how do you daydream? When I wrote that subtitle, (laughs) because I did write it, I giggled. Um, It's really kind of like, why? Why, Why are you subtitling How to Daydream? Because is there a right or wrong way on how to daydream? I don't really think there is. There's just your way. And of course, though, I have suggestions, which is why I left it. So first of all, You have to let go of any thoughts that keep popping up or getting in the way by doing a brain dump or free writing. I've talked about this both in vision and in stillness. If you want, go back and listen to those episodes. Um, But it's, I think, super important to learn how to let things go in your mind. And then allow your mind, once you've let that go, allow your mind to wander and ask yourself what you'd love to be doing right now. In that moment, exactly. I mean, if it is daydreaming, sure, but what would you love to be doing that day? And allow yourself to ask what things you love, things that you loved in your past, um, moments you loved in your past. You can use memories that were all about that love. Try not to hearken back to things that bug you or anger or things that caused you strife. Instead, think of the moments you loved. What were you doing where you were when, or who were you with when you loved those things? And most importantly, I think, is also why did you love it? Because there's a lot of things that I loved, and it wasn't necessarily the action that I loved, but it might have been who I was with or what that action took. Um, There's a lot of different reasons and the why will help you pull that out, help you pull out what you actually want to be doing. Then you can begin playing with that for your future. We all know sitting and allowing thinking is an important part of the creative process. But what if you don't consider yourself a creative? I want to argue actually you are. And I'm sure there are plenty of other people out there who would say the same thing. We're all creative, but in different ways. We all have come up with solutions to problems, even if it's seemingly mundane, like how you get your child to start speaking more quietly. That's a constant problem in my house. (laughs) Even those mundane solutions can feel like a big win. And I'd like to argue, we never ever know how far our solutions will reach. I heard James Victor say, we are all born wildly creative, some of us just forgot. This has been said before, but I love the interjection of the word wildly. It adds emphasis to the fact. It means we are crazy creative. So back to daydreaming. It is super important, part of the creative process. And you are creative, especially when it comes to building your life. You create your life. And tuning into the creative side of you to listen and create in your imagination, what you might want is where visions are formed. It's where new businesses are formed. It's where you have ideas and innovations that are formed. You can't get these things if you aren't daydreaming. And you can't get these things if you aren't allowing yourself to flow with your own thoughts. If you're afraid to sit in your own thoughts, consider why and release it release all those things that might be holding you back. Daydreaming is a part of releasing your imagination. Your imagination is where you create. Daydreaming is where vision is formed. Go back and listen to the importance of vision if you haven't already. Vision is formed from your imagination. And I love what Michael Todd says in his book, Crazy Faith. Don't belittle your imagination. It's God-given. It is divine. Imagination is that important, and you can't access it without daydreaming. Let it go, let it run, and the more you practice it, the more fun it can be, I promise. A lot of it may be nonsense or crazy, but some of it may be the beginnings of a path for you to take. And the thing is, you can't disregard your daydreams. Write them down, let them sit and stew for a bit if you need, those that you find compelling whether they seem too small or maybe a little too big but exciting, start looking into them. I've had some fantastic daydreams that are huge and overwhelming and maybe a bit impossible, and I'm slowly working towards a few of those. But the smaller daydreams, they're so much easier to act on and to become curious about. So no matter what it is, get curious about it, whether it's a tiny daydream or a huge, gigantic one. For me right now, I've had the daydream that started me down a path of what what if I started creating original works of art instead of just sticking only with surface design or even pattern design. I had this thought of what if, and it's been stewing. So this past fall, I started doing small things once a day to explore it and discover if it's for me. And the more I explore, the more I love it. It was a seemingly small thing, but the actions to start traveling that path were small and easy to digest. In contrast, I have much larger visions, and I'm still grappling with them, and the actions I should take to start on those paths, I don't even know. Some, one day I had one vision that I knew, I just know I want to make it happen. but. I was also in the same moment overwhelmed with where in the world do I start and what do I do? I don't even know how to get there. But it's okay because I know that that is going to come to me and right now I just need to do the one small thing I know I can do to get a little bit towards that huge vision. This is where planning can also really help. What actions can you take to get started on your path? Liz Forkin-Bohannan has a whole chapter in her book, Beginner's Pluck, devoted to daydreaming. But she calls it wow time, uh, not daydreaming. (laughs) And she says, if you want to build a life of purpose and passion, wow comes before how every single time. She also says the spirit of wow requires just as much commitment and dedication as the how will take to implement And I have to agree because if daydreaming is the catalyst to a life you want to build, how else can you fuel yourself up except by constantly returning to the pump that gave you the catalyst to begin with? Go back to daydreaming to either remind yourself of the vision or of the dream or to dream more, which will only help fuel your desire to take action. It will only help fuel the inspiration you need to get moving. The point of a daydream is to have a thought for your life that would be great and maybe a wow moment for you that spurs you into action, gets you started on that path. Your daydream, in other words, should inspire you. Daydreaming allowed me to get out of feeling stuck and moving towards a life I want. Twyla Tharp explains in the beginning of her book, Keep It Moving, that this is throwing the status quo out the window. She's talking about people who are well into their elderly years, but still working and successfully. That often they're asked how they do it. How are they still working in their 80s and 90s? And she boils it down. Instead of stubbornly staying on known paths, afraid to stray, they look at what comes next with curiosity, expanding into whatever it may be. So if you haven't done it in a little while, take a moment, Get comfy. You'll feel weird, probably, but have a good drink with you. Close your eyes and start daydreaming. Then get curious about those daydreams. I'll see you later.